Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Hey, beat does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? tuning in live. I want to remind everybody to give us a follow on Twitter at Majority MMA and check us out on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And as always, I want to invite you to go right ahead and like us on Facebook as well as subscribe to the show. That's right. Subscribe to the show. That way you can get it downloaded to your listening device every time a new show takes place, a new majority decision hits the airwaves. If you're listening live and you'd like to give us a call, call us 929-477-1077. Going to have a good show for you. 30 minutes of mixed martial arts talk. Of course, we're going to get into Conor McGregor, get into UFC 197, maybe even talk a little bit of Bellator 153, where Benson Henderson is making his awaited Bellator debut. And right off the top of the bat, I want to recognize a couple of uh, a couple of sad stories this past week, and one in the music industry and one in the world of sports entertainment. And for those that don't know, which I'm sure most of you that are listening are aware that a very, uh, almost, some would probably say iconic music figure, Prince, passed away, I think, at the age of 57. Still young. Sad to hear um, that they found him. They found him at his studio, I believe, um, and he had passed. I don't think they've quite released exactly what he passed away from, but I know he had a little bit of a health scare, I think, a a week or so ago um, while he was traveling. So very very tough, very sad loss there for the entertainment world. And, of course, also for those that are WWE fans out there, the passing of China. She passed away, another relatively young professional wrestler or former professional wrestler uh, passes away. And the question always comes up when something like that happens is, is the sport itself, um, the WWE, does it have – 
or does it hold any responsibility um, to these athletes dying so young? Well, welcome to the show, the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz, joining us just a little bit late. What's up? I wish that we could say that we were. I wish we could say that we were doing this full time, but this is not our full time gig. But anyway, Fayaz, what I was talking about was. Uh, and we, just, we won't we won't talk about this for very long, but of course, uh, Prince passed away this week, and China passed away this week, former WWE right. superstar. And every and I think every time that one of these professional wrestlers passes away, uh, especially at such a young age, I wish he was only 45 years old. Um, the question always is: Is the sport of professional wrestling? partially to blame is the culture of the sport of professional wrestling partially to blame. And there's always someone out there that's ready and willing to blame somehow, some way, uh, the WWE. Right. And of course, as a wrestling fan, I I would say, I, I would say, no, I would say that, um, the, the sport nor the WWE is responsible for the passing of, of so many of these guys young. They made a life choice to live a hard and fast life along with right. a very demanding um, profession where basically you're just throwing yourself against the ground multiple times a night for 250, 300 nights a year. And right. That on comp, uh, that on top of you know I mean let's just be honest uh, you know it, it's different it's different now but in the 80s and most of the 90s um, a lot of those guys lived fast lives they 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 took a lot of pills they drank a lot of alcohol and um, a lot of them took a lot of steroids and that's a whole other uh, discussion in and of itself but um, those things compounded with the sport and. It 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 uh, it takes a toll on the body, without question. Yeah, it does. It does. But you know, it's the same thing. And you you could talk about. I mean, you could talk about mixed martial arts in that respect. It's uh, or any combat sport too, in that respect. I mean, how many guys have died? You know, from boxing or gone brain dead, or uh, how many guys are you know or you know lately just lately here right we heard. Uh, of a kid who died after a fight, uh, you know, at a at a at an MMA promotion. You you know you kind of you hear about things like that all the time, or the guy who died cutting weight, or you know anything like that. It's uh you know you can't you can't blame the organization. You can't blame anything. You know a lot of these people, you know they know what they're getting into before they do it. And you know even when it goes down to you know China and professional wrestling, you know a lot of those guys pass away before they're uh, 50 and uh, that's just it's just what it is man it's uh it's a it's a tough life to say to say the least and you know one of my favorite kickboxers Ramon Deckers and he died before he was 50 that guy was an animal I mean it, I mean just it's so it's so you never know man you never know sometimes you're, you're blessed with a longer life and sometimes your body just says, I've had enough. And, you know, go back to what you were saying about the pills and the alcohol, you know, that that's really prevalent, unfortunately, in that lifestyle. And, you know, that also uh, helps uh, take its toll on the body. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it really is a deadly combination. Like I was saying, you know, it's different now. Um, 
you know, we're in the 80s, 70s, mid, mid, even into the late 90s, and in some cases even the early 2000s, you know, the culture of wrestling was to, you know, go out, have your match, and then hit the hit the club or the bar. Yeah. And, uh, drink it up, live that hard, fast life. Um, but now, you know, I think guys spend more time in their in their hotels playing video games, you know, because it's just a different, you know, it's a different generation of guys. But, uh, Definitely. And I think ultimately and that's, that's probably better for them. I think, sport. yeah, I think they tend to stay a lot more in shape, too. They try to take that's care of themselves point, a little bit yeah. better. Not not to Even say healthier. that, you know, all the other stuff isn't still there with some of them. I'm sure that it is somewhere, yeah. right, like in anything. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like anything. They found a way to, you know, to preserve themselves a little bit longer. And I think a lot of that uh, is, is what goes on nowadays more so than, you know, anything else. You know, she came from an era when it was, uh, I mean, it was ridiculous, man. So, you know, but that's why, that's why it was so good then. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was different, and she was certainly, you know, she she played a big part of uh, of the popularity of right. Well, you know, I won't say the big part, but she was definitely a piece in that puzzle that made during that time the attitude era of the WWE made it different and made yeah. it uh, attractive to the casual audiences. But uh, anyway, um, you know, always sad when when somebody dies young, Prince, you know, fifty seven. Um, right, passing away. You know, a lot of, some people like his music, some people don't. I think he was a great guitarist. Um, yeah, me too. You know, I wouldn't say definitely. That, I wouldn't say that I was a that I was a huge, huge Prince fan. But man, I tell you what, if, if you, the guy was a phenomenal, phenomenal musician. And uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. But anyway, let's uh, let's jump off the sad notes and let's get into the more crazy things. I don't know if you. Uh, if you heard, uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. There's rumors in the Twitter sphere. <laughs> so this week, Twitter absolutely exploded, as did many MMA fans' brains and minds when Conor McGregor dropped in a little tweet and basically just said. Uh, I've decided that to retire young. Thanks for the cheese. Catch you later. This was on Tuesday. And, yeah. of course, that absolutely exploded the Internet and exploded the MMA world. We've had a couple of days to digest it. The big question on everybody's mind right now is what, what, what lasted longer, Conor McGregor's retirement or John Jones' stint in rehab? I think <laughs> we, I, I, you know what? I don't, that's a close one right there. Right. That is a, uh, that's a photo finish. That is a photo finish. I, uh, I'm not sure I would have to time it exactly when the precise retirement announcement came. And, uh, you know, Man, that whole thing, you know, Dana White, you know, came on and said Connor didn't want to do promos, right? He didn't want to do promos. You know what? And uh, I was telling a listener earlier, you know what? I hope he doesn't fight at UFC 200, right? You knew 
that you're going to have to promote it with all the other guys. You got to do the fight week, right? You got to do the tours. You got, you know, you got to do all these things, right? When he says, well, I'm coming off a loss and, you know, I made a bunch of money. Hey, that's great. But you didn't mind running your mouth and doing a world tour when you were winning, right? Yeah. You did, yeah. You didn't, you didn't mind doing it then. So why aren't you doing it now? That's, you know, that's, that's my whole thing. And, you know, you're right. And, you know, to go back to the listeners, say he'll be an intricate part of what contracts were done. You're right. I mean, that's true. I mean, you know, going back to that, but, you know, we've seen the Diaz brothers get pulled from cards because they don't want to do, they don't want to do press conferences, right? They just want to fight. And, you know, it took them a while to, uh, you know, get on the program, and now they're on the program, and they'll do it. Are they the most exciting at a press conference? No, but they'll sit through it because they understand i got to do this. It's part of the game, and uh, it's part of how I get paid. Yeah, you make a good point about how he basically made his name for promoting himself. And now all of a sudden, because he's coming off a loss and now he just wants to keep quiet. Because at first when I heard that was his reason, I thought, well, you know, that, that's a fairly logical reason. I mean, the guy's I mean, coming really, off it, of a loss. It is. He wants, but, to, he wants to get back to serious about training. But at the end of the day, dude, I mean, really? Now all of a sudden you act like you want to get paid to promote a fight? Are you kidding me? Uh, the UFC is absolutely doing the right thing. I hope he doesn't fight at UFC 200. For that matter, look, yeah. the U- Conor McGregor has made the UFC a lot of money, but let me tell you something. The UFC will go on without Conor McGregor. If Conor it McGregor will. gets cut and all of a sudden he has to fight for Bellator or he has to fight in Japan or he does a one-off, you know, with with his own promotional company or, or, or Mayweather or, you know, whatever. Make whatever you want up. Without that uh, UFC marketing machine behind it, hitting those MMA casual fans, uh, Conor McGregor is going to find out really quick that his value probably isn't quite as much as he thinks it is without right. the UFC. Right. And that's, and that's and just that, my and opinion. That, Some people might not, that, and not, that's might not agree with that. The, yeah, the, you know what? Uh, I, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, the, you have to look at you have to look at one thing, right? They pushed him and they backed him and they got him to where he is, right? I mean, I mean, let's face it: to get to 45, he didn't have to go through murderer's row like everybody else does, right? To get to, to get to that 45-pound title. Okay, then he he took the other fight and that's cool, man. He stepped up, man. He did the fight. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do the fight, right? All he had to do was go back down and defend 45 and he wanted another fight with Nate Diaz, well, then get out there and promote it so that you can make the big paycheck, right? Because it's UFC 200 now is what it is. And everybody said when Ronda Rousey got knocked out, what are we going to do? What will happen without her? You know what? I, I mean, I don't care if she ever comes back, to be honest with you. I mean, I got plenty of women I can watch fight. It's not a big deal to me, right? It's – it's what, you know, it's what you want to do, man. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the fans make you in the sport, right? And, you know, they, they mass marketed him. They did all this stuff. And he didn't want to fly out to do one thing. But it's like I already said. He didn't bother to care when he was winning. 
he didn't care about going around the world and and you know talking a bunch of crap in Brazil. You know, just doing what he does. He he didn't care about any of that stuff when it was you know when when he was on top of the game. Now, when you're not on top of the game, I guess he finds it hard to do. I mean, you know, if I'm Conor McGregor, I'm just going to keep being me and, you know, and, uh, you know, push that point of it, win, lose, or draw. That's what that's what yeah. puts the butts in the seats. Love him or hate him, you come to watch him because cause he sits there and he talks a bunch of smack and he's good at it, he's articulate at it, you know, and he sells a good fight. Yeah, you know, he had this big, long uh, Facebook where, you know, he made some sense and he made some unsense. I mean, yeah, you're right. It makes sense. Thing. I agree, and here's, but I here's mean, you got to do it, man. Here's where I don't agree with him. Here's where I don't agree with him. Conor McGregor is not, in my opinion, a great fighter. He's a great talker and a good fighter. Yeah. Um, and, and and he he you know he comes across now like he's like he's the greatest of all time and and I know he believes that he should believe that any fighter absolutely at that level any fighter should, should. That. absolutely let, let's just get let's just let's just jump back to reality here he's not he's not on, in yeah. my opinion this is my opinion again he's not on the level of John Jones he's not on the level of George Saint Pierre now he is in terms of drawing money but in terms of being yeah. a great fighter. To me, he's not at that level yet. Yeah, he's got a few um, more to go before he gets to so that when point. You take, I, I agree with you. If you if you take that if you take that the, the UFC platform away from him, he's just another good fighter, right? Uh, you know, and Bellator has good fighters. Um, there are some good fighters in Japan. Ben yep. Askren's a good talker and a pretty good fighter. So yeah. you know. This guy can't overestimate the platform that the UFC gives to him. I think they're doing the exact right thing. They have to, they have to take a stand because if, if they're going to continue to be the company, they can't allow. And, and this is, and I know this is totally business, and some people are going to hate this. But from the UFC standpoint, they can't let one person become bigger than the UFC. Well, they the can because. That has to be bigger right. than the fighters. They, they, they I mean, they, they kind of help. They kind of help build it. You know what I mean? I mean, say what you want. You hate them, or they don't pay people this, no people that. They put a lot of, they put a lot of money into marketing people, and the marketing big fights, and the more you know. And it, it's just you can't, you, you can't accept that. You got to say, hey, right? The Diaz brothers, prime example. Man, how many times did Nick almost get pulled from a title fight because he wouldn't go do a promo, right? I mean, it, you know, how many times – I mean, and those guys will say, man, I hate doing it. I hate it. They didn't even like doing, you know, like the live shows, like they do the countdown stuff. They didn't even like doing that stuff. But after a while, they just learned, hey, I got to do it. I got to do it. It's what, you know, gets people to watch. It's It's what it is. Yeah, you know. I know we're going to fight, but this is what it is. So I think Nate's already said, you know, he doesn't want to fight anybody if it's not Connor at UFC 200. And I don't blame him because his paycheck's probably not going to be as big. No, and, and no matter who they stick in that slot, it's not going to be they, – they can't keep it a headliner. No, it's not going to be you know, a headliner. Gonna... One of the title fights will get bumped to the top. 
right? And, you know, that's just, that's the way it is. Now, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, the it, only it is what it saves, is what it is. The only thing that saves a headliner fight for Nate Diaz is George St. Pierre. That's what I think. Yeah. I think if George, I think if George St. Pierre says, I'll fight at UFC 200 against Nate Diaz, assuming Nate Diaz would even accept that fight. My guess is that he probably would um, because it's a huge fight. Um, I think they, I think that could maintain his... Uh, his that would top. actually be a really good not, fight. I wouldn't mind watching that fight. That'd be a good fight. I think that'd be a great fight. I, I, I'm just not... Yeah. I think it'd be a good fight. I think it'd be a good comeback fight for George. Um, oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But, I, but I'm not... I'm not to- you know what? I'm not totally sold that Conor McGregor's not going to fight at UFC 200. It wouldn't surprise me if me, they don't me patch neither. Up. Me neither. I think they're going to patch it up. He's going to end up fighting. He's, he's going to end up fighting. But, you know, with, with me, it's just a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a deal, man. It's like saying, hey, look, we, we, we gave you the opportunity. That's great that you made us a bunch of money, but this is part of the deal, man. It's how we promote fights. It's, you know. The, you know, the marketing and doing the promos is the reason, right? You made yep. that money for us, and you made the money you made, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, it all goes hand in hand. I know he's bitter because he lost, and whatever it is. And, you know, quite frankly, I think it's the wrong fight. I don't think he should have done a rematch. I think he should have defended 45. I would have much rather watched that at UFC 200. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, you know, I think I think that ultimately what the best thing for McGregor to do, I think, you know, because we, we've both said this, don't think that the Nate Diaz fight is a good fight for him. You see, he's, it's very, very likely that he's going to lose again, in my opinion. Um, two yeah. losses in a row for that guy would be very tough to overcome after all the smack that he's talked in the past two years. Um, I, I think I think he should just, not fight at UFC 200, make a full-time move to, to 155 and just drop the 45 belt altogether, but the 45 belt be for, uh, you know, turn that interim An actual into title. The yeah. real belt. An actual title for Aldo and Edgar. And I think that's, to me, that's the best move for McGregor. Yeah. Uh, I, think it, I, I think it's the best way for him to go. I mean, uh, you know, again, he's going to, he might, I mean, he might weigh a little bit better. I don't know if he's going to be any bigger. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, I just, with with a full camp, I just don't see that fight going his way. But uh, you know what? I could be wrong. You never know, right? Conor McGregor, we just, we don't, we don't know what we'll see. But the problem is if he wins that fight, then we have to see a third one. It's just, then we have to do a trilogy. Right, and then and then what yeah. happens to the forty-five belt? Uh, right, so either way, either way, it you know it kind of discredits what he did did at one forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Because because Let's after that on. fight, he's gonna have to fight. I'm gonna say Frankie Edgar because I want Frankie Edgar to win that fight. So. Yeah, that's a man. That's a tough one. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Frankie. I think it's. I, I think it. I think it'll be a great fight. I still got to think before I make a make a pick on that one. 
But uh, let's take a look at UFC 197, which is tomorrow night. Uh, yes. Of course, the the big, big deal is John Jones' first fight back against Ovin St. Prue, who steps in for short notice uh, for uh, Daniel Cormier. Um, I'd really like to see Ovin St. Prue get the shock win here. I just, man, I just, it's hard for me to find a way for him to beat Jones. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I don't, you know, Ovin St. Prue for the great athlete that he is just uh, doesn't seem to, I mean, I don't know, man. He just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he gets any better. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's maybe they're just putting him against guys that are just too much for him right off the bat. But, uh, you know, the the times that he has gotten beaten, he's gotten beaten on the ground. And it's just like he, he's never – he's athletic enough to make the adjustment, but it's like he never does. And, uh, I mean, John Jones, man, that guy's just – that guy is a pure mixed martial artist. And he is good at everything. I just, I mean, even on his worst day, unless he just takes one, unless Owen St. Prue just lands and just clocks him a good one, I just don't. Which, you know, he has that opportunity. He's got I the power to do it. that. He does. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. You know, Owen St. Prue, maybe one day, but I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, unless for some crazy reason Jones just doesn't take the ring rest uh, very well, I, I don't know. But I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I that's the only reason I could think. Yeah, that's the reason I could think him not finishing OSP. You know, maybe it goes five rounds and it's just you know Jones edges out of decision. But I still think he picks OSP apart. A couple other good fights on this card. It's a solid card. Um, Fox Sports 1 is going to carry the preliminary card. But, of course, the, the co-main event, Demetrius Johnson defending the belt against Henry Cejudo. The question here is, can the wrestling pedigree of Henry Cejudo catch Demetrius Johnson long enough to get him to the ground? I just don't see that happening either. Uh, Demetrius Johnson is arguably probably the pound with John Jones gone. Uh, Demetrius Johnson's arguably the most the, the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC. You know, I, I always meet so many people that are like, "Well, you know, I'm not really interested in watching Demetrius Johnson fight." I don't know why. That guy is so fun to watch fight. I, that guy is Absolutely. so much fun to watch fight. And tomorrow he's fighting Henry Cejudo, you know, a, an Olympic gold medalist, and uh, I, I think. I think uh, Demetrius is going to have just uh, too many tricks in the back for Henry, but I think that's going to be an awesome fight, and I can't I, I can't wait to see it, man. I'm a huge Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson fan. That guy can do just about everything. To me, he's like 125 pound John Jones. Yeah, and his you know his speed is just. Is just on another level, even against other 125 pound guys. And, um, you know, I, I, I just don't see Henry being able to get his hands on him. Uh, Johnson's just, he's fast, he moves in and out well, and he's got good takedown defense. He's not, you know, he, he's well rounded. I think you're, I think you're right. He, he's, 
he's up there dominant-wise like a John Jones. I don't think anybody's even given him a scare since he's won that title. Maybe Dotson, yeah. Dotson catch him once. I don't know. But, but that wasn't even a close fight either. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Dotson had a chance the first time and the second time. I don't even – he just – I mean, he uh, he mowed John Dotson. I don't even know That's right. what kind That's of – right. Yeah, yeah the, the first yeah. time it was a good fight. The second time – the second time it was it was it was like Demetrius Johnson got better and John Dodson stayed the same. And it, I don't I don't know Demetrius Johnson just gets better and better, man. I just don't see maybe Henry Cejudo one day. I just don't see it happening tomorrow. Usually I pick underdogs. Tomorrow I gotta pick. I gotta go with John Jones and uh, Demetrius Johnson. And probably take and, and uh, I'm going to take Anthony Pettis too. I think he can probably get it done against Barboza. That'll be a good fight to watch. Though. Yeah, that's going to be an excellent fight too, all the way around. It's it's a good card. Of course, it's going to be on pay per view tomorrow at nine. Um, be sure and check it out. If you can't put the bill, head out to Buffalo Wild Wings or something and get there early. Watch it over there. It's always a good time. I want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA and catch us right here on Sunday at 10 o'clock right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be talking UFC 197, all the results. And, and the uh, ball score. Ball. 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 Ball.